Hi there, and welcome back. Thanks for hanging out with this chaotic witchy mama. I'm your host, Haley. Last week, we talked about water, and this week, we will talk about the exact opposite, fire, and how you can safely use fire magic around your children, or even include your children and let them join in on the fun. Okay, so without further ado, let's get started. I kind of want to mention a couple fire associations that I like to use and go with. And mind you, this is my personal preference and the way that I like to use fire. So for me, I feel like fire has a very strong, let's get this done and like focused energy. So when it's time to really like sit down and figure out how to get something done, fire is a great element to use to help you focus and figure out how and where you need to direct your energy. And more important, I feel like it's huge property is transformation, right? You know, fire, you can put something in the fire and it burns and then it's now smoke and then it's in the air so you change when you put something into the fire you're putting it out into the air into the world into the universe some people feel like once you burn something it's done and gone which is true but it's not just done and gone it is transformed into something new it's different that kind of leads me into using fire magic in the kitchen with your kitchen magic especially if you're cool enough to have a gas stove where there's literal fire on your stove instead of like an electric stove but you throw some ingredients together with love and intention you put it on the stove and it transforms into something edible for everyone to eat. And then it transforms into a magical ritual meal if you put all of that love and intention and magical energies into it. I also like really letting the kids join in on that one too. So many people find it really hard to let the kids help them in the kitchen and I get it. It is very hard. It is pretty difficult. But I like doing it anyway. They love it. It's a fun way to learn. Yeah, things tend to take a little bit longer when you do it that way. But that's okay. That That's a learning experience for them. They're learning lifelong skills. And again, like I kind of mentioned in my last episode, as you're doing things, especially with your magical intent, you can tell them. Like if you're adding oregano into a meal or something for you know healing energies or protection energies you can say this oregano keeps you healthy so this is our healing oregano and you know you put your pinch of salt and say pinch of salt will protect us from you know negativity but my kids really really enjoy cooking in the kitchen with us any single time we do anything in the kitchen that is baking cooking dinner breakfast they're always in the kitchen i spend like 90 percent 
of my time in the kitchen. And the moment I walk out of the kitchen, the kids are like, Mom, let's go in the kitchen. You know? Kitchen magic in itself will be a whole separate episode as well, by the way. I just wanted to touch up a little bit on how that could also kind of be considered fire magic because I have a gas stove, so I use actual fire while I'm cooking my food. So, and again, transformation. The fire transforms things. It transforms the food into something else. If you're using fire as in like a literal spell and, you know, you write your petition and you burn your petition in your flame, you know, the next fiery thing you can do is light a candle. Um, I'll start with lighting a candle in the kitchen. In the morning when you make your coffee or you make your breakfast, first thing you do is light that candle, take a breath, and just look at it for a moment. And then, and only after you stare at that candle flame for a moment, then you can go on to make your coffee or breakfast. Obviously, you can do whatever you want, but that's been very helpful for me. When it comes to candle magic, you can use whatever color association that you want with your candles. Um, you could use a bright yellow or orange candle for sun and solar energy and solar plexus energy. You can use green. For a lot of people, say green for money. I personally think of green as more earthy and life energy because if you look around outside it's very green <laughs> but also green is associated with the heart chakra so you could you know use green for love and light a green candle and use green candle magic for whatever color association it is that you're looking into. And again, candle magic can be a whole separate episode too. But for the basic ideal of candle magic, that is one easy way to use it. Just pick a color to match whatever it is that you're looking for. Also, if you're lighting candles, I strongly suggest putting them up somewhere high. I have a fireplace and a mantle, which is where I usually do my candle magic if I'm doing it in the living room and or around my kids, which I do. I do it very regularly. Plus, I just like the aesthetic of candles, right? So I like lighting them in the living room on the mantle where the kids cannot reach them. Fireless candles are also an option, like those LED candles almost all of my personal candles are also homemade which yet again is another layer of magic that I personally love love doing I'm gonna make a whole episode about the magic of doing it yourself but for me I have my candles are half beeswax and coconut oil like it's half and half beeswax and coconut oil Sometimes I add some essential oils into the mix, but I almost never do. I usually make it without the smell. Um, it has a little bit of a beeswaxy smell, of course, because beeswax does have its own scent. But I don't use essential oils to try to, like, make it lavendery or make it, you know, fruity or whatever. I just, it's basic. So then with that, 
if it has no scent, it makes it easy for you to use scent later to add scent to whatever candle that you want later for whatever purpose that you're using. Or even if it's not necessarily about the scent, but it's about like the specific herb or resin that you want to use. Like frankincense is a very popular um, resin slash herb or whatever that people like to use. And they basically, or what I like to do, I have a bunch of homemade oils. Yet again, another thing I can talk about later. Um, but you could put the oil on your candle. And then you can sprinkle some herbs on your candle that match whatever your association is. Same with the oils. You put, like, frankincense oil to connect with spirits. Or you can use lavender oil to calm, for, like, calm and peace. I My favorite right now is eucalyptus oil, which just smells so good. And it also has healing properties. All of my personal oils are basically olive oil with whatever herbs that I mentioned, like lavender-infused olive oil, eucalyptus-infused oil. So I basically fill my jar about halfway with the dried herbs, and then I fill it up all the way with the oil, and then I put it in a closet, and I go shake it every day or two, and I just leave it there and shake it every couple days for four to six weeks sometimes eight weeks but the longer the more potent it is and the better like the herbs absorb into the oil and they smell so good the longer you leave them i like leaving them for eight weeks that's just me that's also why i like to start early and if i'm starting to run low i make sure i got more oil so i can make more because i am huge on making oils i make oils for all kinds of stuff and then i use those oils in other recipes later Sorry, I just realized I went on a little bit of a tangent there. I apologize. I tend to do that sometimes. I get distracted. So for me, I basically like to use a candle for everything that I do spiritually. Whether it's a full-blown ritual or if I'm just whipping up a homemade recipe really quick for like my laundry soap that I make or my lotions that I make. I'll light a candle and I'll use it to help remind me of what I'm focusing on. So a lot of people like to like meditate with a candle as like a focus point and I do that too but I also use that same concept while I'm doing my casual spell work within the house especially if you're easily distracted, you've got the kids running around like I tend to, I'll look over and I'll see my candle and I'll take a breath. I'll like breathe in the energy that I know I just put into that candle. And then I can use that energy that I just drew back into myself and use that in my working. I will use that to stay focused and keep myself and my energy directed on what it is that I want. I really like including my kids in the fire magic simply by letting them blow out the candle when everything is done. The moment I light it, they start talking about wanting to blow it out. There's been times where I lit candles just to blow them out over and over again, just so my kids could have a good time and feel included. 
So you could look into child-friendly essential oils like lavender, sandalwood, frankincense, orange, and so on. Obviously, proceed to do your own research on what's child-friendly. If you have pets, certain essential oils shouldn't be used as aromatherapy. If you have cats or dogs, that's for you to look into. But you can use aromatherapy if everything is safe and lines up like you want it to. Also, you could use child safe or pet safe incense. And I don't mean like the stick incense that you would just go buy. You can make your own incense or just use like a char piece of like the black charcoal and put herbs on it. You could put some lavender or, you know, whatever. I actually have homemade lavender bundles that I like to burn sometimes. I'll light it, walk around the house, and snuff it out. And then my whole house smells spectacular. And lavender is child and pet friendly. So whether it is that you're doing burning candles or you're going to burn some incense or some essential oils, please, especially if you have kids and or pets, please do not leave it unattended, even for just a moment. Don't go to the bathroom and be right back because it takes no time at all for accidents to happen. And even if you think your kids cannot reach them, I promise they might figure it out, okay? Because... Kids are smarter than we give them credit for. They blow my mind. Okay, well, that's about all I have on fire magic. As you can see, I don't actually dabble super deep into the fire element, especially because I've got the kids. So I keep it very, very simple. That will eventually change. And when that does, I will have an updated episode because this is just my basic experience so far and with that said if you ever have any ideas tips tricks any type of magic that you would like me to talk about or any stories that you want to share you can message me or email me and I would love to share your stories into the podcast as well I personally could use some tips and tricks when it comes to fire magic that's for sure so with that said you can find me at the chaotic witchy mama on tiktok and instagram you can also email me at the chaotic witchy mama at gmail.com i look forward to hearing from you and until next time